Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. You Worldwide, we're learning more, and isn't it strange how water is what makes life on Earth, and everybody looks at the puddle, they look at the river, they look at the lake, the rain coming down, and we've been taking it for granted for so long, but thousands of years ago they didn't because that was known as the healer, the water. And throughout the world when the population began, they knew that that mirror, let's just call it the mirror in the water, and they looked at themselves in the water, and they knew there had to be something very powerful, very religious about the water because they knew they couldn't live without it. But when they looked at themselves, they had no mirror, but when they looked themselves and saw their reflection, they knew there was something very powerful in that water. And as life grew, I began to understand with my research that without the water, the planet Earth would not survive. And as we've had on our show, um, different individuals from NASA, NOAA, and different backgrounds of water all over the world, everybody has been teaching us that the concerns today is we didn't take it serious enough. Now we are. It's not too late. We're going to dive in, do it together, all of us. But without the water, there would be no planet Earth. And when you walk away from this planet Earth and you take a look like our astronauts must keep that movement going out into space because they're out into space to look back at Earth and teach us what they're learning about what Earth is needing and what it doesn't have. And that with the water, we have a responsibility to the whole solar system. We know that Earth has the water. Now, we just recently, about two weeks ago, had the seventh billionth person born in the Philippines. That baby was born. Now we have seven billion people requiring water. Every single person needs between 20 and 50 liters of water, fresh, safe water a day to live, to cook, to drink, sanitation. Our crops, each person has to have the right nutrition. The soil has to be alive with nutrition, the water. Per person on the planet Earth, it takes 2,000 to 5,000 liters of water to produce one person's daily food. Without the nutrition, we wouldn't be able to survive, and the water. So, and recently they had the new nutrition chart called the plate, and I was the first one to jump off the the chair and say, oh, my gosh, they forgot it again, the glass of water. 
so what are we what are we going to do here together? Well, the show, the Sharon Klein Hour, Power Water Worldwide, on World Talk Radio, Voice America, Apple iTunes, is teaching the world better education. Come in and listen. Tell your friends to listen. We have had people from all over the world on this show. I have said that our show has got to be one of the most exciting new education cultures there are. We're bringing people in from Harvard. We're bringing people in from communities and from all over the world. We've been into Kenya. We've been into Holland. And it's exciting at the at the mission that each and every one of these guests have given you is to learn more about taking better care of yourself. But without the water, we all agree, all over the world, there would be no health, no planet, no solvent, no detoxification. So don't forget that for a minute. What you can do, what you can do to be uh, leave something behind and pay it forward. Join us and listen to this show. And when you get up every morning, take care of yourself. You are as important as any life on earth. You are important. So embrace your life. We're going to be talking today, and I'm very excited about this one. This is GT Dave. And Dave is the founder of Synergy and Kombucha. You've been hearing about it out there. It's very well known and is becoming, people are catching on. In fact, just before my show today, I had some people in a meeting and I said, have you ever heard of Kombucha? Oh my gosh, we have friends that won't go without it. Every day they're drinking one and more. So we're going to learn more about what is Kombucha? What is this all about? And GT Dave, he's going to teach us about something that he found out about his self and his family and, and what he is wanting to get, provide. And he went out to be that American entrepreneur we hear about. He is the real entrepreneur. He has a conviction. His stake is sticking behind this, and he's going to teach us about something that is so important to our everyday health. We're going to listen to our sponsor with Biologic Aqua Research Center, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye. You need to drink 8 to 10 glasses of water, but did you know there's only one method to moisturize the thirst of the eye? The eye is 99% water at the surface. When that lie lid is open, you need to have, with just a mist, nature's tears eye mist to give it that thirst quenching for a healthier eye. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with GT Dave. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. (laughs) 
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. GT, are you with us? I am here, Sharon. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. I know how busy you are. But before we begin, I will be saying GT all through the show. And I want to invest all of our listeners to know worldwide, your last name is Dave. But what does GT stand for? <laughs> uh, well, GT stands for George Thomas. They're both the names of my grandfathers, both okay. on, my mother, on my mother's side and my father's side. And I'm the baby in the family. And okay. so at, at the time of my birth, <laughs> they wanted one of the children to have their names, and I got stuck with both of them. But literally, oh. <laughs> about 10 seconds after they named me George Thomas, they quickly renamed me GT because they thought it sounded better. Okay, so, so you've been GT almost all your life. I have been. Oh, yeah. you're lying. Dave. Yeah, Dave's my last name, which makes things more confusing because That's people think that it's okay, my first now name. The, now the listener knows. We're listening to G.T. Dave, D-A-V-E, the founder of Synergy and Kombucha. And uh, G.T., tell us more uh, how you got involved. And you're very, you're our famous American entrepreneur. I mean, we are talking about American entrepreneurs nowadays. And uh, they are the ones that are getting out for the rest of us what we need. They're entrepreneurs. Tell us about how you got started with all of this. Absolutely. Well, I got started, first of all, I was raised by two very holistic and spiritual parents who raised me a vegetarian. So all my life I was raised with um, the, the importance of good, clean food and a good, clean diet and lifestyle. And um, it was around the time when I was 13 years old, my parents came across their first kombucha culture, and they were told about this culture and how to make the, something called kombucha tea. And my parents were open-minded to it, so they started making it at the house. And I just kind of sat on the sidelines and observed, and I thought it was a little weird, a little unusual, because of the way the kombucha has to be made. It has to be kind of cultured, kind of like... Um, uh, you, you put it in, in, in a, a bowl or a container and you let the culture kind of sit for a certain period of time. And, you know, I had friends that would come over and they would make fun of me because they thought it looked very kind of pod people-like and they would make <laughs> jokes about, you know, what are your crazy parents drinking now? So I, again, would just kind of observe. I didn't engage uh-huh. the kombucha. And by the way, where do, where, do you, where do you live? I, I live here in Los Angeles. Okay, okay. So, um, so it wasn't until about two years later that I paid closer attention. And the reason for that is that my parents had been drinking the kombucha for the last two years, loved it, loved the way it made them feel, loved the way it made them look, all of that. However, my mother thought she was pregnant and went to the doctor to get checked. And unfortunately, she was found not to be pregnant, but instead she was, they discovered there was a large growth in her right breast. And they discovered, discovered that it was cancer. And because of the size of the tumor, it was about two inches in diameter. The doctors were obviously very concerned. And they told her that because of the size of the tumor and the kind of cancer that they suspected is, they were going to proceed with ordering her a bone marrow transplant because they were convinced that the cancer had already spread. They were also convinced that she had had this cancer for four years, again, due to the size of the, the tumor itself. So... For about a week, there was this 
huge uncertainty of what was happening, what was going to happen to my mom. And my mom was then and is to this day my everything. And so I felt like I had been diagnosed with cancer. That's how personal I was taking the situation. Mm-hmm. Luckily, a week had passed, <clears throat> and we discovered and heard from the doctors that not only had the cancer not spread to her bones, but the majority of the tumor itself was precancerous. So it was the doctors that meant to approach my mother and asked her if she was doing anything unusual in her diet, any Chinese herbs, any Chinese medicines, anything that would be out of the ordinary. And she said, well, I've been a vegetarian for more than, the last, more than uh, a decade, and in addition, for the last couple of years, I've been drinking this pungent-tasting tea that makes me feel great. And they said, well, whatever it is, continue to do it because your situation is miraculous. And that was the first time that my mom was forced to look into what kombucha tea was because Mm -hmm. up to that point, she had been drinking it, honestly, as kind of a beauty aid. She knew it made her feel great and look great and her skin Mm -hmm. and her hair and everything just radiated Mm -hmm. health. But she didn't know really why or how. And that's when she started to look into some articles and reports and books that have been written about kombucha. And that's when she started to learn about its its nutritional value. And she came across books that actually reference how kombucha has naturally suppressing um, abilities on metabolic diseases like cancer. So that's when she kind of connected dots. And, of course, conventional medicine, they're not quick to embrace anything holistic. So the doctors just left it at that. They said, whatever it is, continue well, to do and, it. Well, and, T.T., just a minute, uh, I'll, I'll stop there for a second. What it is, and I have had doctors from all over the world on the show. I've been in personally research in our research center for many years. When you think the doctors, when they go through school, are programmed in a box by the regulators. So when they are leaving there with their shingle on the wall that they have gone to school, they have to stick to that shingle, and they cannot get out of the box. And so when somebody comes out of the box, they're even relieved, some excited, because people are exploring other directions than just the box. So uh, the doctors are uh, under the regulations have a challenge because and in school, as you've known, and I know you know this, they're not taken through enough nutrition studies. That should change, actually. They should learn more about nutrition. So um, I think the audience needs to hear that the doctors are slow, but they're coming around, GT, to start saying, if you have any, like her doctor said, is there something there? And uh, then she was provided the ability to start keep continuing to go after what she wanted to explore that might help her. Uh, and I'm just going to say what kombucha does, too. It detoxifies you. Exactly. And, uh, yes, and uh, the body's made up of millions and millions and millions of cells. And, and uh, GT, when we're born and we left that pocket of water from our mother, and we entered in that delivery room for that mo- at that moment, we had no more water around us, and we began this dehydration plan of nature. And from that moment on, no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, everybody has a different way to uh, dehydrate. And when your, your cells have, are eating, and maybe you're not uh, detoxifying those cells, that begins to back up, and the first signal is a weight gain or maybe no weight gain. So all of a sudden, when those cells fill up with a toxin, they need to be detoxified. We need to clean those pipes out, and uh, they're they're arteries, but I call them pipes, GT. So now the audience can hear from you, what is kombucha? How is it made, and how far back does this type of... um, of um, 
I won't even call it, what do you call this recipe that way back in time, is, was it China, that took tea and learned to ferment it? Yes. Well, kombucha has been around for a while, and like many other foods like kombucha, whether it's kimchi, sauerkraut, yogurt, kefir, miso, anything that's cultured, vinegars. I mean, we're, it's, we're all kind of new to it here in the West, but in the eastern mm-hmm. part of the world, it's part of a, a, a tradition. And the reason for that is obviously before there was things as refrigeration and before there was things as preservatives. Mm-hmm. Food, the food, there was natural ways of preserving food, and some of it was through fermentation. And people realized that not only did it bring kind of an interesting flavor profile to it, but it also brought additional benefits to the foods. So mm-hmm. whether it's yogurt, whether it's vinegar, whether it's sauerkraut, when, food, when most food ferments, and it ferments in a unique way, when there's beneficial microorganisms that come in and break down what is originally present in that food and then replaces it with these enzymes and probiotics and makes that food almost pre-digested. And so when you ingest that food, you ingest all this kind of living, um, this living flora, if you will, that replenishes these probiotics that we have inside our body. And just like you were mentioning, when we're born, we're born and we come from a pocket of water, but then at that point afterwards, it's up to us to replenish that water and keep ourselves hydrated. Yes, and you know, you're right. And, you know, something else, we've had uh, different individuals from different organizations throughout the United States, and they're not insisting enough that those babies learn how to drink water. Of course not. And the mother, while she's carrying the baby to to drink a, a safe water, so but and kombucha is made with water. Of course, it's made with water, and like I was saying, it, it like it's it, as critical it is to keep hydrated. It's also really critical to replenish the beneficial bacteria that we have in our systems. We get that through the mother's milk. We get that when we're when we're inside the womb. But once we're out, it's up to us to replenish it. And then that and helps you build up that immunity protection absolutely. from diseases. Okay. And unfortunately, we do live in a world where we love to use antibacterial and sterilize and sanitize and pasteurize and irradiate and cook mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that does destroy these beneficial probiotics that are supposed to be naturally present in our food. Now, we're going to so have that- you t- teach it right now. You just said a word, and I, t- I stop people as we go. Describe the de- description of what is a probiotic. It's become very popular. You'll hear commercials on television say, this is a probiotic. If it wasn't the yogurt, now it's coming out with new pills that are probiotic. Uh, kombucha has a probiotic. What is probiotic? Describe that to our audience. Well, the true definition of probiotic or the, is it means pro-life. And just like antibiotic means anti-life, if you think mm-hmm. of antibiotics are just designed essentially mm-hmm. to destroy anything and everything mm-hmm. inside our bodies, which is mm-hmm. why they're so bad, and mm-hmm. which is why they're unfortunately being misused and abused, and they're leading mm-hmm. and causing all these different ailments. However, mm-hmm. probiotics are the reverse of antibiotics. They promote life, and, mm-hmm. and therefore, the the... the um, beneficial microorganisms, whether it's beneficial bacteria or beneficial yeast yes. or things that are found in certain foods. They're found in nature, um, but they're primarily found or they're heavily found in fermented foods. And we need them to replenish our systems. What unfortunately a lot of people don't understand is that we actually do need bacteria and our system contains 
hundreds of different strains of bacteria that are essential for a proper digestion, a proper immune system, healthy skin, regularity, all of that. But we've been so programmed to think that bacteria is the enemy that, again, we, we use a lot of things to kill off bacteria, whether it's, it's antibacterials, sterilizers, what have you. But what people need to understand is if you don't replenish that good bacteria that's inside your body, you leave an opportunity for that good bacteria to die and then leave almost like a vacancy inside your system, which is almost like a welcoming mat for bad bacteria. And that's where infections start. That's when disease starts. That's when an imbalance starts. And that's why it's critical, just like it's critical to constantly hydrate yourself with good, clean water. It's critical to to replenish your body with these beneficial microorganisms, which, again, are the best way to find, get it is in your food. As you mentioned earlier, you can find it in pill forms now, and you can find it in more of a supplement, which is okay, but still, like with everything, you want to get all your, your, all your nutrition, nutrients, including probiotics, from your food. Yeah, hooray for you. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're you're on you're on the right road, and and you know it's like when I have people come on GT, you're 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 a missionary to to the fact that you really care about your world, and I've said to I just had a meeting in here today with some people, and we were talking about it, and I was so sincere, and they they also agreed, when you're healthy, you become vulnerable to other people wanting to be healthy, and what you're doing is you're providing education and health health advantages by offering a product. You became an entrepreneur with a product you believe in. Now, with kombucha, uh, the fermented tea, and it is a tea. Now, can you tell us? I know, I know you probably have some trade secrets, but when you make kombucha, how do you make kombucha uh, now in modern times that goes out of the house? In other words, you're making it at a, probably a facility, but you're making it for large quantities because uh, GT, I, I buy uh, seven of these a week. <laughs> I'm, well, thank you, know, you for that. <laughs> and I'm one of your uh, followers, and uh, I started buying it at the Ashland and Southern Oregon Food Co-op. And I, I was in there, and I, whenever I go through the health food stores or any grocery store, but if you ask me, Dave, and your mother and I should talk sometime, but what is one of my favorite things to do when I go out? I like to go to grocery stores and look at the produce department. <laughs> I mean, I'm boring. <laughs> and uh, But back to kombucha. When you go to make kombucha now for a mass quantity, how do you make, how does a person make kombucha? Because I don't want people making it at home. I wanted to buy yours the way you're making it because you have learned the safe methods that you know uh, how to, uh, the formulation should be uh, protected. But how do you make it? Well, let me tell you this. First of all, we never discourage anybody from making it. Of course, we believe that we make one of the best kombuchas out there, so we would love for people to drink ours. But to, to make kombucha on your own, we encourage people actually to do it because it's a beautiful experience. It's a lot like a form of meditation, and it's a lot like growing a plant, um, fruit or vegetable, because you're really interacting and engaging with nature. So, Well, I'm going to back make- up for a second and say, I've had some people tell me they didn't take care of their kombucha uh, the way they should have. And they almost, you know, people get busy. And they, they don't do. take, yeah, and it is, it's not like a, a Sardo starter. You, uh, <laughs> you have to be, you know, in the old days they had these starters of things and, 
And uh, so I'm, I'm going to go, you're being, uh, I, you know, this is very kind of you for people to say, but I would put a safeguard on it for me that if a person decides to do it at home, be sure you go by the directions and do not make up your own directions. Exactly, and that's what I was going to get at. Is that we encourage people to try it because it is a beautiful experience. However, like with anything that you're making, and even more so with any kind of cultured or fermented food, you have to be incredibly meticulous and incredibly clean, and make sure that everything that you're you're using is uh, safe and clean, and and mm-hmm. and that you're not cutting corners or mm-hmm. being too creative right. with the ingredients or the utensils that you're using, because. Um, it, Unfortunately, bad stuff can happen. You either can get some kind of mold or you can get a bad bacteria. Or you forget about what you're doing with it and take shortcuts. Right. And that's actually why and how I got started. I never approached making kombucha as as a business opportunity. It was something that I really fell in love with that clearly touched my life and and the lives of my family. But what I noticed early on is even those that are the most educated and, and, um, and have the best resources available people like that still couldn't make it correctly because it is a little bit of a science project. And so okay, now begin I... to tell them, uh, how do you make kombucha? And kombucha is how many thousands of years old? Gosh, well, they, they say that the first time that kombucha was recorded being used was in 221 B.C. Okay. So it's been quite a while since the first batch Probably of Probably one of the made. beginnings of the, of the uh, founder, founding of the tea leaf. I, exactly. Yeah, that was um, 5,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so the way kombucha is made, and to put it in kind of simple terms, is if you think about yogurt and how yogurt is you take a dairy medium, you culture it with these active cultures, and the end result is yogurt. With kombucha, instead of using a a, um, dairy medium, you're using an organic tea medium, and you utilize some more... Well, back up for a second and help us with what that means. What is an organic tea medium? What is it? What do you do to get the, the tea to do that? Well, what what tea do you use? What, is it green tea, uh, yes, black it's tea? Orga- it's organic green and organic black tea. And you're, loose, and we, you're, using, you're using loose leaf tea? Uh-huh. Okay. Not a and tea we bag. Brew it, not a we, tea bag. Loose leaf not tea. a tea bag. Okay. And we brew it just like you would a cup of tea. Okay. Um, but instead of drinking the tea right then and there, we, we cool it and we add a starter culture to it, which is already fermented tea. And then we actually place a physical culture into the container. And now, what is the physical... physical culture in it? Well, the nickname for this physical culture, a lot of people like to call it a SCOBY, which that's an, an acronym for Symbiotic Colony of Beneficial Bacteria and Yeast. We just call it a kombucha culture, which, like we were discussing earlier, is a probiotic. Mm-hmm. It's an actual living thing. Mm-hmm. However, it's tangible. It's, it's an actual physical thing. It looks like, and that's why a lot of people have referenced it or referred to it as a mushroom, because it takes on the shape of the container, which is usually round, and it also also has kind of a rubbery texture to it. Mm -hmm. So it looks like a kind of pale portobello mushroom, Mm -hmm. but that's where the similarity is. But it's not a mushroom. It's not a mushroom. mushroom. It has no fungus properties or anything like that. So people who are allergic to mushrooms or try to avoid them, they can drink kombucha. So we place one of these physical cultures in a batch of this organic, uh, uh, organically made and brewed tea, and we let it 
culture for a certain period of time. Um, we culture our batches up to 30 days. And during that time, that's when nature takes uh, takes place. Is it, the culture feeds off of the tannic acid and the caffeine that's naturally present in the organic tea and you, utilizes that as a nutrient source and then re- replaces those elements with beneficial organic acids, enzymes, probiotics. It even gives it kind of a naturally occurring effervescence, which is the kind of the fizz that a lot of our fans appreciate. Mm-hmm. And then after the 30 days, we harvest the batch, which what we mean by, mean by that is that we take the culture, which now has reproduced itself. So you actually have two cultures in that batch. So life was going on at the same time as that fermentation was going on. We remove the culture, the baby and the mother, and then that tea has now been converted into what we call kombucha. And it's mm-hmm. fizzy and tart and tangy, and a lot of people believe it's incredibly delicious. Now, uh, um, when you said the baby and the mother, I know everybody <laughs> is following you, but uh, what, what is the baby and the mother? Is, is, is that, what does that mean? In well, what that means is that the, for, let's say you're starting with one batch and let's say you have one culture. Okay. What you're doing is essentially you're, when you place that culture in the tea, as I said earlier, the culture feeds off of the chemistry of what's present in that organic tea, so the tannic acid, the caffeine, what have you. It utilizes that to grow. And it's actually reproducing. So it utilizes those nutrients like a plant would utilize the, the nutrients in the soil and the nutrients in the sunlight to to grow and bear fruit. Now, that you just so, said something real quickly. I'm going to ask, excuse me for interrupting, based when you say something, I, I know I'll forget and I won't go back. When you, when you talk about... When you're when you're in the process of this, is this in a dark area or sh- uh, with any? Is there any light in the area? Is it in a? Is there a special way to keep it from getting ultraviolet rays, or does it feed on ultraviolet rays? Uh, what? How do you do that? Well, it doesn't feed on ultraviolet rays, so it's not like a plant in that respect. Okay. Where most of the, the it's the nutrients, if you want to call them that, that it needs is it does need oxygen, it does need the nutrients that are found in the tea, and it does need to be kept in a certain climate because it does grow in warmer climate versus cold. There we go. Humidity. So we keep okay. we we. we culture our batches in what we call our kombucha nurseries okay. because we call them that, as I was saying earlier, because after every batch, a baby is born. Okay. And so these um, kombucha nurseries, if you will, the, they're very beautiful and loving. I'm places. so glad I asked you these questions because <laughs> now we're getting the whole picture. So I, I'm sorry, go forward. Yeah. That's all right. And so in the space where we culture the, 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 the batches, the walls are painted purple, music is played. We tr- try to infuse it, that entire space with nothing but love and good energy because, as I was saying well, earlier... Into doctor, the Dr. Moto, uh, the water has, uh, can have me, uh, feel the music. Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes on that energy. Yes, so it does. We wanna, You're right. We want, we want to charge those batches, if you will, with just nothing but love because uh-huh. that's where all the magic is happening. That's when the metamorphosis, if you will, of uh-huh. just organic tea becomes kombucha. Okay. And um, so that's really, the, in simple terms, the, the, the long or the short of what happens when we make a kombucha batch. Now, you asked, 
how do we mass produce it? And I just want to correct that we or clarify that we never mass produce anything. Okay. Everything that we do and every batch that we make is designed. You mean when I'm buying seven a week, you might be out of it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we well, better no. not put this show on the air, G- GT, because I might get too many people buying it, and I might go and not get it. And I'll be mad. <laughs> well, no. Luckily, <laughs> you know, we've been doing this for we're approaching almost two decades now. Okay. So okay. we we know what we're doing, and we're positioned nicely okay. to supply anyone and everyone that wants to drink kombucha, and we we mm-hmm. are the number one supplier for the entire country. But just because we're making a lot doesn't mean we're mass-producing it. Okay. I mean, when I started from day that. one, yeah. I only wanted to make the best kombucha, and I didn't care how or, or in what form now, that was made. Now, what is the I difference want... between, we're going to have a break, and then we'll come back in a minute, but I'll, and I'll let you know when that break comes, but what is the difference between Synergy, your brand Synergy, which is like a kombucha, and the one called kombucha. What's what's the difference between the two? Honestly, very little. The only difference really is that Synergy is 95% kombucha with just a hint of fruit juice. And the reason why the Synergy was born was to give kombucha a little bit more of a playful personality, to allow it to appeal to more of the mainstream market. Different, different that... taste of appeal for somebody who yeah, didn't like exactly. the bite of kombucha, because I love the taste of kombucha. I like oh, it. Oh, good for you. I, I like it, and uh, but the synergy um, now is for us people who would probably like to get the probiotics and get all of the the values out of it, but it's a little lesser bite to the flavor. Very just did I, slightly did I say less that right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's okay. just slightly less. We're never trying with the synergy or with any of our flavors. We're never trying to dilute or cut or sweeten or mask the flavor of the kombucha because, okay. like you just said, people want it and they like it, and we believe that it, it's a flavor profile that people should be drinking because it actually discourages the consumption of overly sweet and processed mm-hmm. foods. Because once your palate adapts to the tangy taste of kombucha, when you go to reach for a soda or anything that's sweetened it actually tastes sickingly sweet. And that's part of the kind of the reprogramming that we feel the kombucha does to the body and to the palate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, again, uh, we're back to the 5,000 years of tea, uh, mm-hmm. the, the fi- finding of tea. And I had, have had shows on about that, GT. I've had uh, E2N out of Japan on. And mm-hmm. uh, then I've had others on about tea. And uh, we've learned that tea... In fact, it's just uh, the audience needs to hear that tea can be the most entertaining, like you said, a shrine of of, of meditation and providing yourself a whole different entertainment uh, value in your what you want to reach out to, getting the water in you, but also getting the tea. And now kombucha synergy is another way to get the water, but it's a tea but it's fermented. And we're going to take a break here in a minute, but we're going to come back and talk about what does the word fermented mean? Because we know what a lot of times GT will take for granted, that the people know what fermented means, but we need to know more about why, it would, why it's fermented. And then we're going to go in and talk about the values, that people think that they might be able, the reported values that people have reported to you and others throughout the world with this thousands of years, of why did it begin and why does it have certain values that we're not getting from anything else. We're g- you wait for a moment. We'll be right back uh, with, um, with you. We'll take one break, and then I only like one break in between so we can keep our energy going. Okay. We'll take a moment with our sponsor, and we'll be right back. 
The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. GT, we've been talking about fermented. And, you know, the word fermented in, in our healthy daily life is it's, uh, we, it's explained because you've been so good at this. Explain what fermented means f- for the kombucha. Well, what fermented means is that you start off with essentially ABC ingredients and then kind of a, a chemical um, reaction or interaction or metamorphosis occurs mm-hmm. where those initial three ingredients now are transformed to something completely different. Mm-hmm. And that means the chemical makeup of those ingredients has changed, the nutritional value has now changed, and the flavor of those mm-hmm. has now changed. Um, so it's really a fascinating process, and it's not, it, it's found in many different ways throughout our food. And like I was saying earlier, it, it, fermented food are a staple in um, many different cultures because of the it's nutritional aging. value. It's a, it would be aging of something, exactly. length of time, the yeah, ferment- fermented- fermentation time. Exactly. So and this is taking for, 30 fermented. days. This takes usually 30 days. It does. It takes okay, 30 days. There we go. The fermentation, there's other ways of, of saying the word fermentation. We call it, we like to say culturing okay. um, because that references the active cultures that are present in our product. Okay. Um, people like to use the word aged. That's a little mm-hmm. different. Age can sometimes be a little bit um, gray in its definition. Right, because, you're right. That's why you know, I wanted to ask meat, you. Meat could be aged and, and we mm-hmm. you know, don't think it's necessarily the same the thing. But for all extents and purposes, fermentation, culturing, even aging does change. It and that's, isn't that what yogurt is? Yeah, yogurt yeah, is culture. Yeah, exactly. that's why I wanted people to hear this, because if you, if you liked yogurt and you've been hearing a lot of probiotics in yogurt, uh, now we learned a more, and now kombucha, a, a, a cultured tea can do this mm-hmm. and have also values. Um, okay, now you, that was good. I knew you could do that. Now you have, uh, before I move on to your flavors and all, why do we flavor, why do we do the, uh, types of tea? But again, I want to go back in and find out just about, is it China or was it in Russia that, uh, that you found this discovery? Uh, who was the first origin, where was the first origination of kombucha? Well, the first origins of kombucha are recorded in China. Okay. Um, that was the one back in 221 B.C. is reported mm-hmm. was to be consumed in China. However, mm-hmm. kombucha did travel throughout that, that um, 
side of the globe mm-hmm. and has been found consumed in Russia, Germany, Japan even. The word kombucha is actually Japanese and not Chinese. And mm-hmm. it, the, the definition of kombucha is seaweed tea. And although kombucha itself ha- contains no seaweed properties at all, the reason why it's called that is the culture kind of floats in the tea like seaweed okay. does in the ocean. Okay. You know, I need to tell you before, and then we'll go on on this, but I was so fascinated. I had Debbie T. on, Gretchen Twill, out of Medford, Oregon, and, oh, my God, the history of tea. And she was teaching us how so far back in Europe when the water was so bad and uh, they were drinking beer and alcohol, and uh, the men would drink the beer, uh, the alcohol, and the, the women and the children were drinking the beer during the day to get a liquid in them because the bottle was so bad. Well, mm-hmm. that's, uh, in, it was in Holland that they had heard that this country somewhere in, across the ocean, it was China, had this uh, tea leaf, they, uh, they made tea, where they'd boil the water and make a tea. And then maybe they could get away from walking around in a stupor all the time. And I guess even Queen Elizabeth, so far back then, was walking around by the end of the day in a stupor because that was all she had to drink was the beer. But anyway, they came over to Holland was the first country to get into brewing tea. Wow. And that was so fascinating. And uh, my husband, by the way, is from Holland. And uh, uh, it, it was so funny because GT and the audience will get a kick. My husband and I have been married for 48 years. And many times, they, oh, I, he'll say, I was born drinking beer. And I wondered, where did he get that? Because I knew he wasn't. And then all of a sudden, when we were learned, well, in, in Europe and in Holland, the men were drinking the alcohol, the women and the children were drinking beer because the water was so bad. So then they began to brew boiling water tea. So then the water ah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then, of course, you know how uh, and, and Japan and, and the world began to have their tea. And, 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 and can you imagine how popular in, our, in the United States now, tea is becoming very popular because it's a little healthier. You don't have to put too much sugar in it. You don't have all the cream in it. And there's so much varieties of different kinds of teas to choose from in loose-leaf tea. Now, in the kombucha flavors, tell us about your flavoring and how did you decide how to do that? Well, you know, my first flavor was obviously just the kombucha original. No flavor, no fruit juice, nothing, just pure kombucha. Mm -hmm. And what I quickly realized, though, is that it was a little intense and a little intimidating for for some of my friends and some of my family members. So my mom Mm -hmm. actually recommended to me, she said, you know, sweetheart, whenever I have guests (laughs) over, I add a little bit of cranberry juice because it takes a little bit of the edge off and it also gives it... Yeah, it gives it just a beautiful ruby red color. Oh. And that's when I was like, you know, you're on to something. So that's when I started uh-huh. to mix in just a hint, not too much, because, again, I'm not trying to dilute the kombucha, but uh-huh. I'd add a hint of different fruit juices yeah, or even you're, different. because you're creating a culture. You don't want to change the culture. Exactly. Right. But, again, what happens is, is when we make the kombucha, we still do every batch is identical with respect to the actual recipe. So it's always the organic tea. That's it. It's after we harvest the kombuchas when and right before we bottle is when we add the different juices. Because, again, we don't want to interrupt the actual ferment, the chemistry of the fermentation. We're mm-hmm. adding the juice right before it's And you don't want to disturb the culture. 
Exactly. Right. And, uh, be- and when we add it right before it's bottled, the, com- the fermentation has already run its cycle. It's already complete. Therefore, it's strictly for a flavor kind of enhancement. Okay, tell um, us about, okay, uh, now you have one, this, the green-looking one. Yes. What is that? Well, the green one that we call the multi-green. Yes. And the reason for that is that it has three of, in my opinion, the healthiest and the most potent superfoods. And they are... Klamath Mountain blue-green algae, spirulina pacifica, and chlorella. And, and okay. instead of using 10 different greens... And it's still the same kombucha culture, but you've yes. added those other yes. values. Exactly. And they're raw algae. So Now, when you say the Klamath Mountain, is that up there in Klamath Falls, that algae? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've had them on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. Um, the, the the algae just, again, radiates life because it sits there and it just soaks up all the sun's rays and takes in all the nutrients that the it's sun also, has to offer. also thousands of years old. Yes. Uh-huh. And so I'm a huge, I'm being, a, being a vegetarian, I'm always looking for great ways to get my nutrition. And right. I've always been a fan of the superfoods, the blue-green so your green, So your green one, your green one then has really super values in it. It does. Now Absolutely. let's go over to another one. Um, what does number nine have it? You have one called number nine. Yes. We have three botanics, and when I developed them, I gave them formula numbers instead of giving them flavor names. So we have a botanic okay. number three, botanic number seven, right. and a botanic number nine. And the botanic now, what's number the difference nine, between three, seven, and nine? Well, they have different herbs, and we use whole herbs. herbs. Okay. We don't refine them in any way. Now, I will tell you, my, one of my, my favorite one, I like the green, but my favorite is number nine. Really? Now, well, I, and, so and I don't know why, but... Uh, I love the taste, and um, I and I if they're out of if I can't have a couple of those or more of those a week, I go back again and get when they get the nine in. Because, but I, I I like the green, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I like the number nine taste. Well, the nine is incredibly healthy, also because it contains bilberry, okay. which, as you know, is incredibly okay, healthy. Okay, the bilberry. Huh. Yes. So, um, okay, then now flavors, you have, okay, you have yeah, we, a berry one. We have, you have a berry Yeah, one. we're up to about 23 flavors now. Oh, my gosh. And each and every one is unique in its own way. And whenever we come out with a flavor, we're not coming out with something just to be cute or just to follow You want it to be a value. Yes, exactly. So you're right, and the botanic number nine is totally in line with that, as is the multi-green. And we also have several flavors that have ginger in them, and we fresh-pressed the ginger. I've had the ginger uh, one. It's also very good, yes. It's fantastic, yeah, because mm-hmm. ginger itself is also uh-huh. incredibly medicinal. It's known for right. its antiparasitic qualities um, to improve the digestion, to detoxify. And, therefore, we have four flavors that actually have ginger in them. We have one that's appropriately named Gingerade. We have mm-hmm. a ginger berry. We have a trilogy, and the botanic number seven has ginger in it as well. Mm-hmm. So we pride ourselves. Now you have another one out flavor. called chai. Yes, we now have that. A third that eye. one there was a little strange to me because I thought, you know, tell me the value of the chai one. Now, are you referring to the third eye chai or the chia? Um, because we actually the one have with two. All and I, of the chai the seeds. Yes. Okay, that's the chia. Very seed. thick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little uh, interesting to 
when you first try it because it's nothing like we've consumed before. No. And chia seeds, like tea, has been around for a very long time. Right. As for centuries, even in like the, the Mayans used it for energy to, to build their, their cities and to build everything. And they say that the human body can live off of one tablespoon of chia seeds a day because they are, they're packed with this life force that really just charges the body. Now, when a person buys time. one of those and they don't drink those as fast because it is very thick, how long would, would one of those bottles last? Because it's a thicker, it's a different it way thick. to drink it. Absolutely. Um, all well, be a month we or two months? Yeah, we, we recommend three to five days for the for okay. the, the time that it would take to finish off the bottle. Okay. It won't spoil in that time. You'll notice that the flavor... For the culture, won't the culture change? No, the culture won't be compromised in any way. Oh, okay. As long as you keep it in the refrigerator, it should be fine. Okay. Okay, now, before this is all done today, because you've done... Oh, I knew you were going to do well. And by the way, GT, I don't usually talk to many of my guests before the show because I want it to be a very couch potato type sounding show. I want it to sound like I, you're going to get to know me and our audience and I'll get to know you. So I don't go out and rehearse nothing. But you and I were talking, um, and I called you out of an intrigue about what you do. Um, tell me, tell us some of the reported uh, values of kombucha to di- to digest. Tell us what it does. Just reports that have come to you Absolutely. that people well, have reported. What's interesting about kombucha, and it's a lot like any health food out there, is that it's not a cure-all, it's not a silver bullet, it's not going to revamp your life and drastically change everything. Uh, and, and people, when they consume kombucha, also need to be mindful of their diet in general. So they need to be eating and, and drinking good, clean food and exercising and all of that. But like health food and health, healthy lifestyles, is that the nutrients found in kombucha help to detoxify, cleanse, and balance the system mm-hmm. through removing all the toxins, whether it comes from dietary, environment, emotional, what have you. These toxins compromise the body's immune system, so it's critical to remove them mm-hmm. through detoxification so the body can be toxin-free and then can focus on healing itself. And wouldn't that There's- say also cleaning out the colon and... Exactly. The different organs of the, the colon, body. Re- replenishing the probiotics and the, the digestive system, yeah. all of that. And so what people notice is once the, the, their body is, is rid of these toxins and is clean and balanced, they notice improvements in so many different aspects of their body, whether it's your skin, whether it's your hair, whether it's a better digestive system so you're no longer getting that bloat after you eat or you're not even craving certain foods. Those sweet and salty foods no longer mean anything to you. You're rather sleeping better or you have more energy. Um, your eyes seem clearer. You have more mental clarity. Just you, you, you just seem more balanced. You're not hungry all of the time. And that is what happens. Is, is the um, benefit of a balanced body, and that's what kombucha does. It promotes balance. So we never say to somebody, okay, drink a bottle of kombucha, and you are guaranteed that you'll experience X because every body reacts differently to it, and every body exactly. is in a different Exactly, and that's something that we all have to think about. Is And I've learned that years ago when I got into what I do, uh, with our company and our products, and all, I always said, people said, your, your directions are... Uh, so unusual because you will never have to be regulated because it's so open. And I said, because you don't know how a person's going to use it. They'll use it the way they want to use it. And also, we don't know, every, every, there's no two people alike, how it will respond for them personally. 
And there's no right or wrong way of drinking kombucha because some people want to drink it in the morning. They want to drink it with food. They want to drink it on empty stomach. They want to drink it at night. What we recommend, our rule of thumb, is that always when you start drinking it, introduce it to your body slowly because you want to allow your body to respond to you and tell you how it feels and what it thinks. And that's, again, something that we say to everybody, which, mm-hmm. which is critical in any aspect of your life, is always mm-hmm. listen to your body because it will tell you when it likes it will. or dislikes something. Audience, you, you're, you, you are an orbit, a living uh, magic and it will tell you. Yes, if you want to listen. If you want to listen, huh, GT? If, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, listen to yourself. It will tell, you, tell people to listen to their bodies. It will tell you what it likes, how much it wants. And then just start off with about four to six ounces in the morning before breakfast and then gradually increase to an amount that you're comfortable with. And that usually is about a bottle a day, which is 16 ounces. And most mm-hmm. people kind of break it up. They'll drink about eight ounces in the morning. Then they'll drink eight ounces maybe in the late morning or the early afternoon. Because when they do that, they notice they have this kind of sustained energy that they experience mm-hmm. throughout the entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, also, start drinking kombucha first thing in the morning is a nice way to have a nice solid foundation mm-hmm. for your day. You're, you don't, a lot of people know that they don't have to drink coffee or they don't need any kind of sugary food to jumpstart their day to kind of have a nice, solid foundation. Yeah, and if you've eaten a real hearty meal and you want to help your digestion have a little bit and a glass. Right. Now, the other thing I found, and I need to mention this to you, I really like to have some of it before I go to sleep um, so that I I, I do have a very good night sleeping. Yes, and that's what's so fascinating is, is people... We'll, we'll also mention that to us, that they'll notice improved sleep or improved right. rest when they drink our product. And, again, that comes down to the balance that it brings. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, how, how many customers do you think, because you, you said you've been out there so long, and I, I just saw you, this product, for the first time about six months ago, maybe now. But uh, how long have you been out there? We have been making our kombucha for almost 17 years now. 17 years? Yeah, 17 oh. years. Oh, and back when, to your mother's health. How is your mother doing? She's alive to this day, cancer survivor, still my everything, still my best, oh. <laughs> still my number one fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, and her skin looks great. She radiates That's one thing beauty does. and, 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 and love and, and, and health. Yeah, I, I know uh, I've been studying skin for many, many about three decades, and and it does do something for the skin. It really does. I, I will it really say. does, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have about five minutes left, and uh, we'll take about two minutes here, and then you can tell the world what you want them to hear. How do they find it? And um, and then you can cl- you can kind of close off how you, what you want people to know from your you're really good at educating, GT. Oh well, thank you, Sharon. So, what would you like to say? You've got about two minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, what I just want to reiterate is that what caused or, or inspired me to get to, to start my company is just the uh, the feeling that I had of being blessed with kombucha and how it helped touch my life and how I felt that it could touch the life of others. And that's mm-hmm. what I really think that is, is the best thing um, about life when we talk about the opportunity that we have here in America or just the opportunity to just spread love and to per- pursue something mm-hmm. that we uh, appreciate and that we're passionate about. And I am so incredibly grateful for anybody and everybody that enjoys our products. And I hope when they try them, whether they've already had them or they try them for the first time after they hear the show, that they can they can connect with the loving energy that we put in every bottle mm-hmm. that we make. All right. And mm-hmm. and also kombucha is a representative of how food and good clean 
nutrients and nutrition is the way to, to be and how to keep your body healthy and strong. And so hopefully people understand that foods like kombucha are critical to ingest because it will eliminate disease or prevent disease and keep everybody healthy and happy. Right. And then the other thing, you're, you're vegan. And uh, so, and I've had a lot of people on here about uh, vegan and uh, authors of books. And, and we just had a doctor on a week ago. He's an ophthalmologist. And he, he's got a, he became vegan. And he started finding that people get into more whole foods, uh, the healthier they are. And he's working with macular degeneration, diabetics, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and uh, the problems out there. And he's finding that when people change their diet, and start looking and listening to themselves, all of a sudden they're healing themselves. It's, it's so true. My brother actually um, was, became a doctor, and like we were discussing earlier, was, was kind of turned off by he, how he noticed that the medical society heavily focuses on just prescribing. It's not right. about preventing. It's about prescribing. Exactly. And so he chose to, to not practice conventional medicine and instead wanted to practice holistic medicine and preventative medicine. So he recently wrote a book called The Paradigm Diet, which talks about a vegan and vegetarian diet and how when you eat a plant-based diet, you remove or eliminate the opportunities for toxins. Just like we were discussing earlier, how whether it's water, whether it's kombucha, whether it's mm-hmm. whatever, it's about the energy that goes into our mm-hmm. foods. And that energy transmits into our bodies when we consume exactly. it. If you think about meat, it, it's, it's unfortunately a, kill, a killed substance. It's something that right. 910 times was, was, was killed in some way or shape. So that's why oh. plants, it's, it, it, it's positive energy, it's clean, it's packed with nutrients, it encourages a healthy digestion um, and a strong body. Well, thank you so much. And you tell your mother I said hello. <laughs> I will. God bless you, Sharon. God bless you and God speed to you. And thank you, and we'll do it again, because I'm sure when you get off, you'll think of other things that we probably could have said. Absolutely. Let's stay in touch. I'd love to do this again. Okay, thank you. And you be well. Take care. You too. Bye, 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 Well, wow. I, I do this when I have shows that I just, so many of our guests, five years coming soon, 440 guests, I think it is almost. Earth has a secret. You embrace your life with just like these guests are coming on and teaching us so much to listen to and reminding us. But Earth has is whispering to us, never say goodbye because then you'll leave something behind and pay it forward. How special this is. And I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to be with you because I am very, very, my mission is to see if we can all be educated and have a healthier life. Thank you for listening and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.